Welcome, I'm Doug Morgan, and you're listening to Uncommon Sense, where we hunt for the truth in the topics you're not supposed to talk about, Christianity and politics. There are some podcasts that are harder to do than others. And there are some podcasts that deal with more personal topics than others. Today, we cover a topic that hits real close to home for me. But we have never shied away from the hard topics and the things that people just don't want to talk about oftentimes. So today, this will be no exception. When I say hard topic, I'm not talking about country music, but there was a country music song by the the Dixie Chicks called Goodbye Earl back in 1999. There, uh, Here are just some of the lyrics from that song. It said, well, it wasn't two weeks after she got married that Wanda started getting abused. She put on dark glasses or long sleeve blouses or makeup to cover a bruise. Well, she finally got the nerve to file for divorce and she let the law take it from there. But Earl walked right through that restraining order and put her in intensive care. Right away, Marianne flew in from Atlanta on a red-eye midnight flight. She held Wanda's hand and they worked out a plan and it didn't take them long to decide that Earl had to die. Goodbye, Earl. Those black-eyed peas, they tasted all right to me, Earl. You're feeling weak? Why don't you lay down and sleep, Earl? Ain't it dark wrapped up in that tarp, Earl? This was just a portion of uh, the lyrics to that, that song. And this was a big hit and even made the top 20 on the Billboard charts in the year of 2000. But what if the lyrics were reversed? and it was about a female abuser, what would the reaction to that be? We don't like to talk about abuse against males from women. In fact, there was no place in the hashtag MeToo movement for discussion about men who had been abused. When one of the the men that were canceled by the MeToo movement came out and said that, he was the one abused. Well, people laughed at him. He was laughed at. Society isn't allowed to think of Johnny Depp as the victim. Why even bother establishing guilt when men are always the abusers and never the abused, right? Well, Ian Miles Chong of RT.com wrote an article back on April 29th, where he said, much of society infused by decades of feminist ideology refuses to perceive Johnny Depp as a possible victim of domestic abuse. More than just a successful actor, Depp represents masculinity, which feminism views as oppression. And he is the patriarchy personified. In the fallout of the hashtag MeToo movement, which saw dozens of high-profile men in every industry out of a job over accusations of sexual harassment, assault, and worse, a target has been painted on the backs of every high-status male. That's not to say that the Me Too movement didn't do good. Um, You know, uh, perpetrators like uh, Harvey Weinstein, who was eventually convicted of rape, 
were brought to justice. But the hunt for men who stepped out of bounds resulted in more than a, a few false positives. At the height of the Me Too movement in 2018, The Sun was the first to label Depp as a wife beater. Only uh, with only the words of his ex-wife, Amber Heard, to go by. And the British tabloid uh, newspaper early described him as a domestic abuser without even so much as a trial to either exonerate or condemn the actor. Depp sued the paper in 2020 and lost, opening the floodgates for even more efforts to cancel him. The Mail on Sunday and the Daily Beast and other publications had no problem repeating the claim in 2021. It wasn't liable because a British judge said so. Society itself is struggling to come to grips with the possibility that Depp may not be the monster that the media has portrayed, particularly now that he has won his his lawsuit here in the U.S. Testimonies uh, heard by the court since the, the start of the trial painted a very different picture than the simple and clear-cut portrayal of Depp as a domestic abuser. The physical and emotional abuse in the couple's relationship was far from one-sided, but Depp testified that he often retreated into drugs and alcohol when he got badgered into an altercation with her. One such fight, he said, led to the tip of his finger being severed when she allegedly threw a bottle at him. Heard disputed this, saying Depp got it himself while drunk. Heard's lawyers, meanwhile, argued that his copious use of alcohol is what caused Depp to uh, initiate arguments in the first place. And it couldn't just be that Heard might have started the fights and, and in turn caused him to recede into alcohol abuse. As the man in this relationship, the responsibility of every toxic encounter falls squarely on Depp's shoulders. So much for equal rights. While men are clearly disadvantaged when it comes to reporting instances of domestic abuse, Johnny Depp uh, represents more than a simple case of another man done wrong by society. Depp embodies what it means to be a Sigma male, an an independent, wealthy, talented, and successful heartthrob, so to speak. He is the quintessential man in some cases. Even in the courtroom, Depp keeps his cool, making light of his own situation and answering the questions put before him by his lawyers in a way that really only he could. (laughs) It's hard to imagine how someone so cool could be a victim, right? And yet, that's exactly what society must come to grips with, that even the strongest men may experience suffering and victimization. For the woke females and feminists who want to smash the patriarchy by taking down debt is more than just dealing with an abuser. It's about girl power. It's about Uh, sticking it to the the man for centuries of gender oppression, uh, real or imagined. And since Heard went public with her accusation, she was very quickly appointed an ambassador for the American Civil Liberties Union, believe it or not, and the human rights champion for the Office of the United Nations High Commissioner for Human Rights. 
And while she was earning new gigs and traveling around the world as a representative of domestic abuse survivors, Depp lost two of his biggest roles. Yes, he was canceled. While feminists call Johnny Depp an abuser, some men also discredit his experiences because they simply refuse to believe that they couldn't or wouldn't be victims of mere women. If Depp felt felt abused, it's because he wasn't masculine enough, or so the logic goes. Whoever's at fault, society just isn't allowed to think of Depp as a victim, or that even both might be victims in their own way. Make no mistake, Depp has gotten tons of support since the case went went to trial, but that isn't stopping the, the hit pieces against him from making their way into the newspapers. The narrative must be preserved at all cost. Male domestic abuse isn't just, just, just simply isn't taken seriously. Lacking any support uh, of, of funding, uh, shelters or even domestic abuse hotlines, services that almost exclusively cater to women. This isn't to say that women shouldn't be taken seriously. They still are predominantly victims and, and not the perpetrators of domestic abuse. But men shouldn't be discounted simply for being men. And Johnny Depp's experience shouldn't be discounted simply because of what he represents. Men are expected to stand up for themselves, and as well as they should. But what of those who can't? What about the men in toxic relationships? who are verbally and psychologically intimidated by their wives or girlfriends. Society doesn't really give these men a second thought, telling them simply to man up, but offering no resources for them to, you know, extradite themselves from the, from the situation. And, and maybe that's the lesson, that men in abusive relationships should, like Deb, man up and make their case heard no matter how stacked the deck is against them. He could have simply chosen to keep his head down, but he didn't. But because he stood up for himself, he's not only obtained the sympathy of the public, but given hope that many other men who feel the world coming down on them might have, might have that hope that they'll be believed. And I want you to hear a story of what this actually looks like. And this is from the DW.com. It says, when men become victims of domestic violence, they usually find it hard to seek help. They are ashamed to admit that they are vulnerable and, and, and fear no one will believe them. Tammy was one of them. And here is his story. Tammy Weisenberg's story as a Victim of abuse began with a familiar male misconception. Quote, I can be her savior. <laughs> that was what, what he thought when he first met the woman who would become his girlfriend. She told him about how she had in the past experienced violence. She told him about how she had been beaten in previous relationships. She spoke about how unhappy she had become. Tammy was deeply moved. He, he hoped to help her and, and to prove to her that not all men are the same, that they can be caring and considerate. Quote, the idea that she 
said uh, what she said was just one big show designed to win my trust to uh, instrumentalize me is what he recalls was something that simply didn't occur to him at the time it was the beginning of a really desperately painful six-year-long relationship. Weisenberg, a confident man, um, he, he, he is built like a tree, tall and, and sturdy. He's a, he's a guy who likes to get things done. He tells his story in a calm and measured tone. Tammy, a victim? Many would find it hard to imagine, but beware of those cliches that suggest that a victim must be small and soft and weak, especially if the victim is a man. Tammy and his girlfriend moved in together. He supported her, both emotionally and financially. He remembers it was a rewarding relationship, and as they grew closer, they didn't just share an apartment, but also a bank account and their day-to-day routines. Soon, they were almost completely dependent on each other. And then things took a turn for the worst. Quote, it first began when we were on holiday. He'd booked uh, ourselves, um, we'd booked ourselves into a hotel that didn't meet my girlfriend's expectations, and she refused to pay the bill. Weisenberg remembers she wanted me to back her up, wanted me to tell the hotel manager that his place was a dump. But I refused, feeling ashamed to be doing him wrong. Instead, I went ahead and got into the car and left her to do her own thing. And when she got into the car, she started to slap me around and and she started to hit me about the head and screamed at me. So I thought, that's not going to happen again. That I refused to stand by her. His girlfriend tried to justify her outburst by telling him about her troubled childhood, a childhood without love and affection, without stability or um, continuity, and he bought it. As the years went by, the emotional dependency grew. I, I felt like a servant who had always had to get everything right, Tammy remembers. He says it was his top priority to please his girlfriend and to follow all of her rules. There were rules for everything in their day-to-day lives. Which piece of fruit to choose, how to pluck it, how to serve it. And if it didn't please her, then it was bam, a blow to the head. And it was always the same thing. Get it right and please her or there'll be trouble. But it was never good enough. His partner's wishes became more extreme and violence too. Eventually, Weisenberg ended up in the emergency ward with cuts and broken bones. Still, he didn't defend himself, didn't hit back. For many years, he hoped that she would see the error of her ways. I was a, a, a bundle of nerves trying to function, to meet her expectations, to uh, not to repeat my mistakes. There was no time to feel lonely or reflect on my situation. As the years went by, it seemed less and less likely that help would come from outside. His girlfriend controlled all of his social contacts. The couple began to avoid anybody who might suspect what was going on, including family members. Society doesn't recognize that there are also vulnerable men, men who are not perpetrators 
but victims, says Elizabeth Bates, a researcher at the University of Cumbria in northern England. Quote, the way that violence against men is sometimes portrayed on TV or in comedy programs is in the context of humor, she says. So we might laugh at women's violence towards men, and that doesn't really have an impact. There are a number of things that stop men from seeking help, like the fear that no one will believe them or take them seriously. And the way it's portrayed in the media and the way we talk about it can add to that fear. Bates' research shows that as a result of the way that they perceived that they are perceived by society, men find it hard to see themselves as victims of domestic violence. But this can come at a huge cost for the male victims. They are described uh, long-term mental and physical health problems. Uh, they um, these these are resulting from the the violence they experience. Bates explains. Tammy Weisenberg says the blows he received from his partner were not the worst aspect of their relationship. The pain from the psychological violence went much deeper. Quote, one day she was standing in front of me and then she took off her wardrobe and was naked. Then she started beating herself, scratching herself and shouting, stop it. Ow, that hurts. So there I was standing in front of her, immobilized and asking myself, what is this all about? And when she finished her assault, she got back into her bathroom before pulling uh, out a small recorder out of her pocket. Quote, that really is a fine thing, a little dictating device. It's my joker, she said, and left the room. From then on, she threatened to blackmail him if, she to- if he told anyone about her violence. Tammy felt paralyzed. I didn't dare step out of line. I was so scared of losing face in society, of losing out professionally, and and of not in any way being seen as a victim, but a perpetrator. And with fear, you can hold people down and lock them in. But this clear realization that things could not go on came to Tammy Weisenberg right out of the blue. Quote, the the turning point was when I had a sore throat and took a lift home from work. In fact, I should have been heading directly to the next pharmacy, but that wasn't possible because my daily routine home was mapped out to the last detail with telephone calls along the route to make sure that I was on my way. And that made me so helpless. Can you imagine what it's like? So I decided to not go home ever again. Weisenberg helped himself to escape from a toxic relationship. What I was missing back then was somewhere I could turn to with all my fears and worries, especially as a man. That is why I later set up a self-help group where it became clear to me just how many men there are who need all sorts of help. The Weisenberg self-help group is now more specialized and established, offering counseling for men in crisis situations and safe spaces to take uh, to take refuge in. And Weisenberg himself is in a new relationship. His name, Tammy, is a pseudonym. You may have guessed. He does not want to be a uh, vil- 
vilified as as uh, and he doesn't want to even vilify his former partner or or get back at her in any way when he tells his own story he tries to understand her side of of all that's happened and despite the the pain they share the the two have never broken off all contact quote she has experienced too much loss and rejection and and her dream was to make up for that through uh, material possessions she always needed to be uh, admired, uh, which was a kind of addiction. And that explains why she was so scared of losing what she had, he says. So what does domestic violence against men really look like? Well, if we turn to the Mayo Clinic, they say that domestic violence has, uh, also known as, as intimate partner violence, occurs between people who are or have been in a a close relationship. Domestic violence can take many forms, including emotional, sexual, physical abuse, uh, stalking, uh, threats of abuse. It can it can happen uh, in 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 any relationship. Uh, abusive relationships always involve an uh, imbalance of power and control. An abuser uses intimidating, hurtful words and behaviors to control his or her partner. Here are a few of of the other signs. You may be experiencing domestic violence uh, with your partner if calls uh, they, they call you names, insults you, or puts you down, prevents you from going to work or school, stops you from seeing family members or friends, tries to control how you spend money, where you go, or what you wear, acts uh, jealous or possessive, or constantly accuses you of being unfaithful, gets angry when drinking alcohol or uses drugs, tries to control whether you can see a a healthcare provider, for instance, Uh, threatening you with violence or a weapon, hits, kicks, shoves, slaps, chokes, or or otherwise hurts you, you your children or your pets, blames you for their violence and their violent behavior, or tells you that you deserve it. You may be sure whether, uh, you may not even be sure whether or not you're a victim or an abuser. It it's common for survivors of domestic violence to act out verbally and physically against the abuser, yelling, pushing, or hitting him or her during the conflicts. The, the abuser may use such instances uh, to manipulate you, describing them as proof that you are the abusive partner. You may have developed unhealthy behaviors. Many survivors do. And that, that doesn't mean that you are at fault for the abuse, though. And if you're having trouble identifying what's happening, take a step back and look at large patterns in your relationship. Then review the signs of domestic violence. In a, an abusive relationship, the person who routinely uses these behaviors is the abuser. And the person on the receiving end is being abused. If you're still not sure, seek help. Now, intimate partner violence causes physical and emotional damage, no matter who's at fault. In fact, speaking about children in, in abusive situations, domestic violence affects children. Even if no one is physically attacking them, if, if you have children, remember that being exposed to domestic violence makes them more likely to have developmental problems, psychological disorders, and problems at school, aggressive behaviors, and, and low self-esteem. You might worry that seeking help could further endanger you and your children, or that it might break up your family. Fathers might fear that abusive partners will try to take their children away from them. However, getting help is the best way to protect your children and yourself. 
Domestic violence can leave you depressed and anxious and can increase your risk of having a drug and alcohol problem. Because men are traditionally thought to be physically stronger than women, you might be less likely to report domestic violence in your relationship due to the embarrassment. You might also worry that people will minimize the importance of the abuse because you're a man. If you seek help, you also might find that there are few resources for male victims of domestic violence. Healthcare providers and other con- uh, contacts might not think to ask if your injuries were caused by domestic violence, making it harder to open up about abuse. You, you might fear that if you talk to someone about the abuse, you'll be ab- abused of wrongdoing yourself. Remember, though, if you're being abused, you're not to blame and help is available. An abuser can use technology to monitor monitor your telephone and, and online communication and track your physical location. If you're concerned for your safety, seek help. To, to, to maintain your privacy, use phones cautiously. Your abuser might intercept calls and, and listen to your conversations. They, they might use caller ID, check your cell phone, or search your phone bill records and and that to, to see, um, you know, your, your complete uh, call and texting history. Use your, your home computer cautiously. Your, your abuser might use spyware to monitor your emails and, and, and the websites that you visit. Consider using a computer at work and at the library or at a friend's house to seek help. Remove GPS devices from your vehicle. Your abuser might use a GPS device to pinpoint your location. Frequently, Change your email passwords, choosing passwords that could be impossible for your abuser to guess. Clear your viewing history. Follow your abuser's instructions to clear um, to clear any record of websites or or graphics that you've viewed. The National Domestic Violence Hotline is 800-799-SAFE. That's 800-799-7233, and they can help. The hotline provides crisis intervention and referrals to sources. Domestic violence against men can be and, and can have def- devastating effects. Although you may not be able to stop your partner's abusive behavior, you can seek help. Remember, no one deserves to be abused. Now, Amber Heard said this during, um, uh, d- during the trial. Uh, Johnny Depp brought out uh, what what Amber Heard had said while they were married. And she said this. She said, quote, Tell the world, Johnny. Tell them. Johnny Depp. I, Johnny Depp. A man. I'm a victim, too, of domestic violence. See how many people believe or side with you. That's what she said. That was recorded. And that was a fact. And she was mocking him. And she was basically saying, nobody's going to believe you because you're a guy. Nobody's going to believe that you're the victim of domestic violence. And this is exactly how people, how, how many people feel when it comes to domestic abuse of men. Many don't want to talk about it for fear that no one will believe them or or even if they do, they will think less of them. Many don't want to, to create waves or make waves within the family or to do damage to their children. There, there's a lot of reasons 
that abuse against men is just simply not talked about. But at some point, it needs to be talked about. I know, because I experienced it with my ex-wife during our 28 years of marriage. It's not something that I, I will go into detail about even today, out of respect for our adult children and family. But it was reality. Let's stop hiding the truth and bringing light to this very real issue. And you you may be in the middle of this right now. You you may have heard this today and you may be thinking, hey, I, I might be in the middle of that and I need to get some help. And I would encourage you to reach out, even though as a man, there are things that you know, it might be a little embarrassing or it might be, uh, there, there may be things that, that, uh, are being held over your head, but I will say this, that you need to get help and you need to make sure that the situation does not continue. And you can do that with the, with the helpline, the 800-799-SAFE. Um, and, and if you've already, maybe even got, you've, you've experienced this, you've, you've gotten through it, you've gotten help. I would love to hear from you on this. Um, and you can always do that on our social media sites uh, on Facebook. Uh, if you haven't already gone there and, and liked our page, please do. Um, you can go to Inst- Instagram, MeWe, that type of thing as well. And you can always go to UncommonSensePodcast.com. Thank you very much for listening. This podcast is a production of Morganite Communications.